0: Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you about being in charge in your own life. You know, so many people go through their lives and they just are coasting along And this kind of goes along with the podcast that I did the other day that was called Do You Have a Victim Mindset? Well, they go through life and they just kind of allow life to happen to them. And they don't take charge in their own life. And so today I wanted to talk to you all about the importance of taking charge of your life and setting goals and being successful. Aside from just not playing the victim, you actually have to take active steps to really take control of your life. So what does that mean? What are some things that you can do to really start being in control and being in charge? The first thing is you really need to develop your inner strength. And your inner strength, some people might call it willpower and call it whatever you want. But for me, it is If I say that I am going to start exercising three times a week, I hold myself accountable. I do it. I make sure that it gets done. Or if I say that I am going to eat healthier, I'm going to plan a healthier lunch this many times, I do it. Or if I say I'm going to start writing a book, I actually start it. What a lot of people do is they put an idea out there and they say, okay, I'm going to do this. And then they never do it. So, like, they might start something and they never finish it. And there's a good reason for that because some tasks may seem overwhelming. But there are ways that you can get through it. For me, what I do is I just chunk it out. So, if it's a task that's pretty big, like writing a book, for example... I will say, okay, I'm going to spend this amount of time tomorrow and this amount of time the next day. And then I'm going to spend, I actually have to plan it out. Because if I don't have a plan, you might as well just forget it. Because for me, life gets so hectic and crazy and busy. It could be super easy for me to say, yeah, I'll get to that later. And then I never come back to it. And for a lot of people, especially if you are one of those people who has anxiety or you're allowing fear to come in, that's an easy excuse for you right there to say, oh, well, I just didn't get to it. And this is all about not giving yourself the opportunity to have excuses. It's all about taking charge and taking control. And it's basically taking your power back. Because when you're in control and you're in charge of your life, That is so powerful. When you realize that you have the power to create a life you love, it's amazing when you think about that. But a lot of people just, again, have a victim mindset and say, well, I don't really love my life, it's not my fault because this happened, this happened, this happened. And you've heard me say it before, but I will say it again. You may have had a crappy childhood and you may have had bad things happen to you, you may have had trauma, you may have been abused, And yeah, that sucks, and I'm really sorry for you. That was not your fault and not your responsibility. But as an adult, it is absolutely your responsibility to heal that. Because when you don't heal yourself, you are walking around cutting and bleeding all over people who didn't hurt you in the first place, who didn't cut you. You are projecting all of your crap onto others and essentially hurting other people who are innocent because they didn't hurt you. So, you have to heal. You have to. And it keeps you stuck when you don't. So, another thing that you can do is to stop taking things so personally, too. What I mean by this is when I started to write my book, I was a little bit afraid like, oh, nobody's going to want to publish this book. Like, who's going to want to put it out there? You know, I, I don't know of anybody, and I've never done this before, and it was kind of a scary thought. And I sent my book off to a few publishers, and they're like, you know, this just isn't really the type of books that we publish. And I could have been really upset, and I could have taken it personally. But what I know in my life is when things are lined up the way they're meant to be, you don't have to take things personally because it isn't a personal attack. If something doesn't work out for you, it's not personal. It's God intervening and saying, this isn't for you, or this isn't yours right now. So remember, he always says three things yes, yes, but not right now, or no, because I have something better for you. So it's all about trusting your intuition. So another thing you really need to do is you need to get in tune and in touch with your higher self. You need to work on your intuition because our higher selves know exactly what to do and give us advice and speak to us all the time, but we often can't hear it or we ignore it because we're just not in tune with our intuition and part of getting in tune with your intuition involves being healthy if you're overly tired you're exhausted you're not taking care of yourself you're not eating properly you're not exercising that is going to be going to affect the ability for you to connect to your higher self it's kind of like if you imagine a radio station if you're out of distance of that radio station it's going to be very staticky and hard to understand in the same way when we are not the word i want to use is healthy because healthy includes a lot of things it includes that we have enough sleep that we're eating the right things that you know we're taking care of ourselves when you're emotionally depleted you're going to have a hard time connecting because you just are your energy is completely gone and it's all about energy and it's all about connecting to that so it's important that you take care of yourself and start doing those intuitive exercises that i talked about the one you can do is figure out where you feel things in your body when you ask yes or no questions so yes when you say yes to yourself just close your eyes take a deep breath say yes to yourself over and over again And where do you feel that in your body? Like I said, for me, it's like tingles in my stomach. Like I feel like butterflies in my stomach. And then you do the same thing. So clear your space and take a deep breath and close your eyes and then do know where do you feel that. And for me, it's in my chest. But other people say I feel it in my head or I feel it here. We all experience that differently. So you need to figure out where do you feel it in your body and then you can ask yourself yes or no questions and you can get the answer. And when you're really in tune with yourself, so your energy is clear, you've gotten plenty of sleep and you're able to connect, you can ask yourself those questions and you get the answers that you need. The other thing is it's super important for you to stop thinking about all of the things that could go wrong stop with the negative thoughts if you are constantly thinking about all of the ways something is going to fail you're going to talk yourself out of even trying instead of saying oh well like, this could go wrong this could go wrong this could go wrong say this could go right this could go right this will go right I, would, I wouldn't even say could I've changed it to this will go right this will go right you've got to change your thinking Because it's the thinking that really is stopping us. When you don't complete a project, it's normally because you think, well, this isn't going to be successful, so I don't want to waste my time. When the truth is, you don't know how successful it could be if you don't try. And just because you put something out there and it isn't successful right away doesn't mean it's a failure either. There are a lot of things that go into what we're wanting to do and sometimes that involves lessons remember failure is not a death sentence it's not saying kill the thing it doesn't work it's saying try it a different way sometimes it's about our own learning and how we have to learn keep using affirmations too every day those are so important because remember that we are actually changing the way that our brain is making connections our brain is naturally focused on the negative. But if we can flip that switch, if we can focus on the positive instead, and you can, you can retrain your brain. That was that neuroplasticity we talked about in another episode, where you can you can change the habit of the brain from focusing on the negative to focusing on the positive. So, You could repeat affirmations like, I am strong and assertive. I have the power to improve my life. I have the motivation, the energy, and the ambition to take charge of my life. I think affirmations are a great thing, and I do them every day myself. And another thing that's important that I think, this is what a lot of people skip on life because they're so busy. You have to take some time To just sit with yourself for a little bit in stillness. I found this really, really great um, song that I just love. And it's actually, it's, the words are from uh, kundalini uh, from a meditation practice. And it's awesome. I'll put it in the link. But I just sit sometimes quietly in a comfortable position and just in silence and focus on breathing. So for focusing on your breathing, that really helps a lot too. And what you do is just close your eyes and inhale for five seconds, hold your breath for five seconds, and then exhale for five seconds. And just do that over and over again for a minute. Just doing that breathing work, that will help you, and especially if you're feeling anxiety or something, try that breathing technique. Again, it's just inhale for five seconds, hold your breath for five seconds, and then exhale for five seconds. Because there's a lot of power in just breathing through something. They wouldn't have a whole class on breathing during childbirth if there wasn't something to that. And I know that's probably, for those of you who've had kids, you're like, yeah, that didn't help. But it does help when you're trying to get through anxiety or when you're trying to still and quiet your mind so that you can allow guidance to come through for you. There is a lot of power in visualizing what you want. I'm not kidding you. This is an amazing thing. Right before finals, I was so worried about my son. You know, I'm like, oh, he's got to do well. And I did all the things to help remind him. But I actually just visualized him getting A's on everything. And would you know what that kid did? And there have been other things, too, that I visualized. I visualized someone saying, I want to... I want to publish her book, and then it happened. There is a lot of power in visualization. So imagine what it is that you want. Imagine the changes you want to happen in your life, the changes you want to make, and then keep visualizing that. And then the feeling you would feel to have it, keep doing that. You really have to believe in yourself, too. This is a big one. Self-worth, self-esteem. These are huge. One of the things that I truly had to learn about myself, and this was a painful lesson for me, but one of the first things that I learned when I started the spiritual awakening and process was that I didn't love myself. I put on this act like I did. I was really good at you know, acting. I acted confident in all of these things to the outside world, And inside, I was really just mush. I didn't love myself. I wasn't confident in myself. I didn't know what I could do. And I had to really work on that self-love. I had to work on the fact that it does not matter what anyone else thinks of me. I don't need anyone else's validation. And that was big for me because all along, I had needed other people's validation. I needed people to tell me that I did a good job, You know, and this stems from childhood, but I needed someone to say, yeah, this is great. You're doing a great job. And doing this podcast and doing the work that I'm doing has been one of the most challenging things for me because it's something that my family, even though they're supportive, I'm not saying they're not supportive, but they're not like, oh my gosh, your podcast is so awesome or this is so, like, they don't say that at all. They like, don't really talk about it at all. And I don't get validation from those I love about what I'm currently doing. I get validation from myself, from knowing that I am doing the best job that I know how. And I know that my goal is to help people. And I feel good when I do it. And I feel like I am doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing And that is my validation that I am on the right track. I'm on the right path. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. There will be people who don't believe in your dreams, who don't see things the way that you do, who don't understand why you're doing what you do. There will be those people. That is the test for you. That's the challenge for you is, do you listen to the naysayers who say, you can't go back to school at this age? Or why do you want to do that? Or do you listen to yourself and say, I'm doing this because I want to, because I like doing this, because this is where my happiness lies. This is what I know I'm supposed to be doing. And that's really where the true power comes from. Because people will try to talk you out of everything. So another thing that comes with taking charge of your life is having strong boundaries. And that was difficult for me too. I didn't have any boundaries. I let people walk all over me in the past, and it showed because I was very resentful. I was the type of person who would be very angry. You know, people would—I'd want to be a people pleaser, so I would do everything I could to make someone happy. And then when they didn't, like, fall over appreciating me or, you know, anything like that— I would get really mad and I would be very resentful, like not saying anything to them, just under my breath, like, wow, yeah, you're just like eating this meal I made and not saying anything, not appreciative, not this, not that. And the thing is, other people don't ask for us to force all of our attention on them. They Didn't ask for it, we just did it because we wanted to make them happy. We wanted to please them. But the truth is that they're, Don't even, you know, a lot of people don't appreciate that, you know, they just, well, if you're going to do that, that's fine, but I'm not asking you for all of this attention. And for a lot of people, it's kind of, it can be a turnoff for them for you to just constantly be. So you've got to back up, you've got to pull away, you've got to set your healthy boundary. Remember that any relationship in your life should be 50 50 give and take. And there will be times when, you know, some people might need more of the attention and then you might need more of the attention, but you should be with people who actually are able to discern that and able to equally give and take. And if you're not, then you're being a doormat and you're not, you don't have healthy boundaries. And that's a very common thing. A lot of people don't have healthy boundaries. That's something you develop as you're growing up. So if your parents didn't have healthy boundaries or they didn't show you how to set them for yourself, then you don't know how to do that. I mean, who would be like putting you in an airplane and telling you you need to fly it when you've never had a lesson? For most of us, we don't get taught these things at home. And these aren't things that they teach you at school. So if you haven't learned them at home and you don't learn them at school, where are you gonna learn them? You learn these lessons through life, through people walking all over you and you getting frustrated and saying, why, why does this keep happening to me? It's when you wake up and realize, oh my gosh, this is my fault. Like, I'm the one who needs to change my behavior. That's when you learn. So it's super important for you to set healthy boundaries. And it comes really with, you know, when we're kids and our parents setting rules. In our household, we didn't have set rules. We just knew that if we did something wrong, our mom would yell and get frustrated. And so there wasn't like a, she didn't sit us down and say, well, if you do this, this is the punishment. It was just kind of like, well, we just test our boundaries every day. You know, some days she was okay with this and some days not if she was tired and you know, had a bad day at work. So that's why a lot of people end up not having healthy boundaries because they were not shown how to have healthy boundaries as a kid. And I talk all about that in my book, and my book will be coming out soon. I'm super excited about that. It's going to be, um, it's called Beautifully Broken, and it's going to be available on Amazon. So I'm super, super excited for you to read that. I hope that you all will. But there's a whole section in my book about boundaries and how to set healthy boundaries and why we don't often set healthy boundaries. But that's super important, too. Never let anyone else try to bully you into doing what you don't want to do. That is not okay. You have to be assertive in your life, and for a lot of people that's difficult. I remember I had to go through a counseling session on assertiveness for women, and one of the things we had to do was sit there and yell no at each other, and it felt so ridiculous at the time. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like this is embarrassing, but that was the whole point. Some of us are too embarrassed to tell people no. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. We think no is a bad thing. For me, I think as a child if, you know, someone told me no, it was a bad thing, right? Like I wanted to do something and they said no, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's bad. I can't do it." But no isn't a bad thing. It, you know, people have their reasons for no. Be no, you can't do that because we don't have time or no, we can't make a mess right now or, you know, those are things that really As parents, you should be following up no with things for your kids. Not just saying no, because then they kind of take that as bad. So when they ask to do something, can we do this, it's no because, and then give them a reason. When you just say no, then they tend to associate no as a bad thing, like it's a bad word and it's something that they don't like and so they don't want to tell other people no but no is absolutely healthy. It's not a bad word and it's okay to say no to things you don't wanna do. The biggest thing is, again, don't overthink, don't get in your head, don't, don't stop yourself from being the amazing person that I know you can be. You can do anything that you want to do, anything you put your mind to, If you believe in yourself, if you take the steps forward, and you listen to your intuition, it's everything, anything is possible. So just keep believing in that and keep working towards it because you are a beautiful soul and you have your entire spiritual team behind you pushing you forward, cheering you on. So don't give up. Don't give up on your dreams. Alright guys, well I wanted to pull a card for you before I ended the podcast today. So the card I pulled is from the teachings of Abraham Deck. And it says, wherever I give my whatever I give my attention to, wanted or unwanted, I am creating. You were born with a magnificent emotional guidance system that lets you know in every moment exactly what your vibrational content is, which is being matched by the law of attraction. As it is your desire to feel good and your practice to choose good-feeling thoughts, only good things will come to you. It's so true. Whatever we focus on is what we create. So remember that. When you focus on the negative thoughts, that's what you're calling in. When you choose to focus on the positive thoughts, that's what you'll call in. So pay attention to the thoughts that you keep every day. All right, guys. I want to thank you so much for being with me. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe, please share with others, please leave feedback for me, reviews, that always helps others find me and I appreciate it so much. I want to thank all of you who have already done that. If you'd like to work with me, for the month of January, all of my coaching sessions are 30% off, so it's a great time to get in on this great deal. I have single coaching sessions as well as packages, so take a look. I can help you in any area of your life, whether it's relationships, career, or just general well-being. So don't hesitate to reach out and book a session. If you'd like to see what services I offer, you can go to my website, melissaoapman.com. There I have all of the services I offer, as well as a description of them and the pricing. When you want to book, you can simply email me or contact me. All of my contact information is in the description to the podcast. If you subscribe to my website, you'll also receive a free morning and evening meditation, just as my gift to you. And also don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live on Facebook Mondays at 5:30 central. I do a free card reading and I also do readings on Instagram as well. All of my social media information is in the description to the podcast as well. I hope that you guys have an amazing day. I am sending you all so much love and light. And I will talk to you again soon. Bye.